Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a very special edition of the We Are Mead podcast. Today we are bringing you uh, an interview with, I suppose, an AFL star, um, a GA star, a rugby star and uh, a local hero that is the one and only Connor Nash. Um, I'm joined by David Rispin, Cortown man from the Rispin blog, uh, just to come in and give me a hand with this uh, interview. Um, I suppose he'll, he'll have a few questions of his own for Connor. But Connor, thanks a million for coming in. No worries, Mickey. David, thanks very much Cheers, for having no me. Bother. It's a year on, I suppose, since our last interview. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you seem to be getting much better at them or getting much used, more used to them because even balls that I had you uh, <laughs> um, on, on an interview, I saw they did a Skype interview with you there yeah. a couple of months ago. Um, no, they are getting easier, all right, I suppose. You kind of... Have a big spiel sometimes that you can reel off, but with the likes of you, it's a bit different. We kind of go down different paths, and because we're mates a, a, a long time, the last couple of years anyway, we uh, can chat about pretty much anything. And yeah, it's basically just having a chat. Three guys having a chat, mates having a chat, and um, <clears throat> and hopefully we can make it easy for you. There's a few dodgy questions in here. <laughs> I have a few down in front of me, but uh, I suppose for anybody who hasn't. Uh, heard of Connor Nash, you must be sleeping under a rock. But uh, Connor in 2016 signed a rookie contract with Hawthorns um, uh, or the Hawks in 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 the AFL. Uh, at the time, he was uh, studying for his leaving cert. He uh, was playing for Simonson. He was also a member of uh, Leinster Rugby, and uh, and in the end, he decided to sign for uh, uh, the AFL side that is Hawthorns, and uh, it's only gone from strength to strength. For him at the time, Connor, you won. You, you when you signed, um, it was February. You had your leaving cert coming up, and not only that, but you went on and uh, played with Simonstown after signing your your rookie contract, uh, and won a senior championship with Simonstown. Uh, like th- that must all seem like such a long time ago now, and it's only two years. Well, it probably it is in one sense, but it isn't on the other hand, like as well, because it seems like yesterday I was coming home and doing a bit of homework in the evenings and then going to training and stuff like that. So a lot's changed since then. But yeah, it was a busy time. It was a busy year because of Pat's football. Uh, there was Mead Miners, I think, as well. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, then there was uh, Leinster Rugby. The Leinster Utes was in before Christmas. Then there was Irish Utes training for that over Easter. Um, so there was a lot on my plate. And then I went out to, in the meantime, I went out to Australia for two weeks in February uh, for training with Dad. So... Uh, where dad came along as well so and I came back that after those two weeks with, with a contract and I immediately went rang the Leinster boy said I'd like to meet you this is what I've got on my plate um, I was just keeping them in the loop and that's what they wanted was to as to what path I might go down um, so I met with them they uh, put in front of me the path that I could go down with them um, I mulled over the, the decision for a couple of weeks with mum and dad and so, so you mean Colm O'Rourke didn't pull you aside no, at that no, stage no, and no. say well this is the path I have uh, no, lined no, out no. for you no he, he did he had his word alright but uh, <laughs> nah he knows that at the at the end of the day it was all about my best interests yeah um, so no I, I said uh, said to the Ruby boys look I'm going to sign this contract I'm going to do this and I'm going full tilt at it for the next while this is the path I want to go down um, something was a new experience that uh, was the main attraction for me um, but yeah it was it was hard and then once I got that signed I was able then to just con- I wanted to get it out of the way as quick as I could because I had the leaving start coming up as well which was important to me mm-hmm. at the time so 
and you get that done and then just focus then on the exams and can go from there but yeah. uh, after your exams then you decided to focus on uh, on uh, a Keegan Cup yeah uh, um, back to Simon's team I did yeah I think I played one game I played one game I think it was against Manalvi out there on screen that's right that was like my first proper start um, and then yeah kind of the bug bit me and it was kind of on hold then because of leaving cert and whatnot. but then afterwards it was full tilt for the summer doing my own bit of training with the Aussie rules getting ready for that um, but yeah I loved it just loved being in and around the lads and it was a brilliant few months that led to something uh, something extraordinary really yeah something special and <clears throat> I suppose that 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 thing you're talking about, that um, I suppose that feeling of being with the lads and whatever, it, it, it you caught the bug again last year, so you did. So you yeah. went off to uh, Australia. Um, you were playing with Hawthorns for the year. Um, the, the year didn't go too well for Hawthorns, and didn't go too well for yourself either. No. Your first year, you got an injury within what the first three or four games, a, a yeah. bad injury, a no, hamstring injury. I was so I had a great preseason. I was I was killing it. I was training the house down and was really getting comfortable with the with the ball and uh, I think it was round four or round five, I think I missed round four or something else but it was my fourth game anyway of proper uh, football with the VFL side, Box Hill and uh, yeah, the hammy was a, went to jump, I was jumping behind the lander contesting the ball and um, the hammy went and knew straight away just completely pinged the, the tendon and I think it was a bicep femoris or something like that, uh, the main muscle in the back so um, well, yeah, it wasn't great. At the time on the pitch, the physio said, oh, it doesn't look too bad. It is a decent one, but maybe six weeks. Um, and then when I got the scan, I could see that it complete, completely ruptured it. So, uh, so it ended up being a little bit longer than the... Yeah, it was, it was three months all up yeah. um, from the time I, I played. And at um, the time, you were living with Connor Glass as well. And Connor yeah. Glass, he got his chance yeah. uh, in 2017 to yeah. go on to the senior team. So he was, he was playing some really... He went on through that time to play some really good football with the twos then got his call up um, for against Fremantle in Perth um, and his family were over as well and he got to play I think he played the last five, six games I think that season mm-hmm. similar to what I did just then but it was kind of I suppose it was I was so happy for him at the time like he, he was my best mate like to see him move on and, and make the and make the step up um, but then it was hard for me then to be in rehab on Saturdays when the lads are playing games, you're going out there at half seven in the morning to just do some running and weights and physio and stuff like that. So All the stuff that you love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just going to, yeah, it must have been, one half of you must have been delighted for him, obviously, because you're great friends with him and you're living yeah. with him and stuff. But then, on the other hand, you're there going, doing your rehab for three months and you're probably thinking in your head, geez, this could have been me as well. Yeah. Like, that must have yeah. been difficult for you mentally as much as physically. Trying yeah, to get it back. was. And the family were meant to come out during that summer. Um, but dad had just moved away abroad to a job in the in the Middle East, so it was just wasn't going to work. Mom was flat out as well, so um, they didn't get out. So then that was hard. Then not getting not seeing them. So those couple of months were kind of hard. But look, it was it was looking back and it was a brilliant time for myself. I was able to get my body right. There was a few other issues I could uh, look after. And when I did come back, I came back in great nick and. Um, yeah, I was just kind of bounced off that. Yeah, for the last back since. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say how you how you you came back in great nick, 
Um, you got to finish off the, the season with the Box Hill uh, Hawks and then you came home, as, as you said already alluded to, in Great Nick and uh, the call again came from uh, Colm O'Rourke. Yeah. Uh, you were home, uh, you were a free agent for the, free for agent. the rest of the summer and you came back into the Simonson squad and helped Simon's team to a second Keegan Cup. Yeah. And that was the thing that I was saying is that you love you know that love for you have you have for your the guys you grew up with for the club and the whole lot that came through again for a second yeah. year running even though you probably shouldn't have been playing yeah <laughs> no um, I shouldn't have been playing but I suppose when I came home I kind of got caught up in it all after the year I had I was like geez, I need something to go right for me so I got caught up in the whole community aspect and people asking me to play or I should play a bit or whatnot. Um so I knew once I talked, I think it was in the quarterfinal against Dunboyne, once I talked that I'd be coming on at some stage. I was hoping in the back of mind that I wouldn't have to come on, but I did come on. And um, yeah, from there, I just kind of got going and snowballed and said, well, look, we can come this far. I've played a bit, so might as well keep playing and see if we can try win another one. It'd be special. But, yeah, um, you played the quarterfinal, we beat Dunboyne. You, yeah. you played the semi-final. And at that stage, I think maybe uh, news may have got back to Australia at that stage after yeah. the semi-final, but nobody said anything anyway to you. And you got to play the the, the yeah. final with Simonson and win against Summerhill. But you did, you did, you did get a call or you did get something from from back in uh, in, in, in Oz. Yeah, in Oz. they. I did just send a message. It was uh, one of our recruiters. Just sent a message a couple of days later. I think I might have been up in the boar's head, I think, with yourself or something like that, <laughs> celebrating, but no at the time. But um, no, I just got a message, oh, we'll have a chat about it when we come back. It wasn't a real, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, stupid decision. Um, it was just kind of it was a silly decision. We'll have a chat about it when you come back. And uh, at the time, I was a bit uh, a bit worried of what would happen, but I came back and they were like, no, no, no nothing serious is going to happen. We're just going to have a chat about it. We'll learn from it. We won't do it again. Um... And well, yeah, just uh, had a chat with uh, Clarko, Alistair Clarkson, our head coach, Jared Roughhead, the captain, who had done something similar when he was younger, playing cricket. Well, he used to go home at the weekends playing cricket and stuff like that. And then I think he got injured or something. But um, yeah, it was just kind of, look, what I'm doing now is professional sport and it requires a, a certain level of discipline in that regard so yeah um, and no, it meant it meant then that when you came home this year when, when we really did need you <laughs> then, uh, you had learned your lesson unfortunately but yeah there's a funny story with that actually Connor because when you came home obviously you were home for before the semi-final against uh, Dunboyne yeah. and on the program uh, there was uh, there was thirty numbers on the program and twenty nine names and number thirty was left blank was it? and everybody I was being questioned by everybody yeah. asking what's the story is Connor Nash talking out to just leave number thirty free for Connor Nash <laughs> I didn't actually know that yeah. that's 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 new news to me but um, I know when I came back this year I kind of put the foot down in the middle of the year I said no look no matter where he's there or where the team is at I. I just can't. I can't be playing yeah. anymore. So well, what we'll do is we'll take it back a little bit yeah. to this year because uh, obviously um, after winning the Keegan Cup with Simonson and then obviously your your coach Alistair Clarkson having a quick word with you and whatever when you went back, you went straight into the Box Hill again this year and yeah. no injuries. No, in flying Nick, yeah, perfect Nick, flying form and. Tell us a little bit about your, your boxing experience this yeah, year. Yeah, so we had a great lot of pre-season. We did a lot of different things. Did a um, bit of different training. 
Um, did some stuff in New Zealand for two weeks, which was brilliant. And yeah, I, I hit the hit the ground running from the start. I had some really good form all year. A little bit of a lull, kind of right around maybe June. Um, just a bit of lull in a few games. Like form isn't always mm-hmm. always there. Um, but then yeah, came back strong then for the next few games and got my chance. Um, got my chance then against uh, Geelong. Yeah, I was just going to come to that. Like you see, yeah. you you impressed during the uh, the the box hill. And then your parents came over. Yeah, um, they were over to Australia. For, yeah, they were over for months. Uh, brother Edward and, Lauren, and sister Lauren as well were over, so they're all over. It was a great time. It was coming towards the end of the month, and I was kind of hoping I'd get a chance within that month that they might see me play. Um, you thought it was game. gone, didn't you? I your kind of thought, I thought it was gone because they were going home on the Thursday, and we had a game against Geelong on the Saturday, which was a massive game. It's our biggest rival, um, or they're our biggest rival. So I was thinking, ah, oh, he. And probably won't be debuted in something like that because it's a real kind of um, oh, I don't know, calls on a fire that type of game. Like it's yeah. it's a, a big game, so real derby match, a real derby match. So I thought it was slipping away, but then I got a call. Um, we're all in the car on the way down to actually a hot spring spa. Lauren wanted to go down to it, so we all went down there, and I was driving the car, and it was the, I put the phone on the loudspeaker, and there's only two reasons Clark would ring it. Uh, one is, is good news, and or two, it's bad news. Well, he's never given me the good news before, so he couldn't give me the bad news. And I was dropped, so I was thinking, well, this is probably going to be good. Um, so I put him on speaker or whatever and said, oh, I'm all in the car with all the family. He said, oh, he said to mum and dad, oh, any, any, I know you're going home on Thursday, but any chance you'd change the flights because Connor's going to be playing on Saturday against Geelong in the MCG. Um, which was, yeah, the car erupted and... It was pretty special. Crash, uh, yeah, it was. I was. I was. I was very nervous that day. The whole day, I couldn't. I couldn't get over it, and I was. I was shaking nearly. Couldn't really concentrate on different things. So you couldn't concentrate on the spa that you were going. To. <laughs> no, I couldn't really. Couldn't really chill out. But um, I couldn't really chill out. And uh, but yeah, after that day, it was fine. Once I got back with the boys, I think once I was in amongst the lads, and I tried to stay with them as much as I could. Whether we had a bit of time off to go for coffees, meeting with them, just staying with them. Um, but then there was uh, again uh, uh, before you jump forward yeah. there was the meeting the team meeting oh, where yeah. none of the players knew and, and you have this kind of a cinema auditorium type thing yeah. going on and uh, there's a video of that up on uh, Hawthorne's website it's a, it's a classic where um, Alistair Clarkson he seems like a real character of a man um, yeah, a really he, really good he really guy. is he is he is a very a very good lad he, um, I like to make a big deal of different things and he has a joke a lot of the time. Like he know all the crack with all the boys, and he uh, he loves being in the know of what's going on. And so you had the there. three Connors. Yeah. Connor McGregor, Connor Glass, Glass. and Connor Nash. Connor Nash. And then, <laughs> I, I can't even remember what it was. It was something weird. It was something. To do. It was Irish dancing. There, there was an Irish yeah. dancing company over doing the tour of of, of Australia. Oh, it was, yeah. And uh, he took. Uh, he he said that there were bringing news on to try and up the sales yeah. of the tickets and uh, that th- this was the, the the I suppose the the marking and then they showed the video yeah. of uh, the Irish dancers and he's got Conor McGregor's face on all the other dancers and then all of a sudden you arrive in yeah. and it's your face on one of the dancers it was kind of like a jib jab yeah, yeah. you know one of those but it was uh, it was brilliantly done and he says the reason for this is because Connor's going to be making his first start on the weekend and the lads just seem to really really yeah. take that it's 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 a very special moment when someone makes their debut or it's announced that they're going to be playing at the weekend because you see them especially 
I suppose in our case, coming from Ireland, moving over and whatnot, um, and then a new ball, new new game. Um, so for then for it to finally come to a head and, and get your chance, uh, yeah. everyone's just uh, so delighted. For and, you. and they took you under under their wing as well. Yeah. Like you were, as you said, you were coming over from Ireland, different country, different culture, different game. Yeah. And then you land with them. It'd be kind of like one of them coming to Ireland and playing with Simonson or yeah. with Mead or whatever. It yeah. Is. So we get on like I it's have. It's like we, a family. Yeah. It is a really, and they're known as the family club. Like we really get on so well like um, it's like myself and yourself with the same same boys everyone really gets on with each other and you're genuinely invested in the person who's playing beside you because and, that's and, how and, and Hawthorne don't traditionally have an awful lot of haven't had an awful lot of Irish players no um, the only one that was myself and Connor the only two really who've played or have played for the senior team there was one before that was Kieran Kilkenny um, who's since played at Dublin he Went over for they did it differently. They brought him over when he was say twenty one or so I think it was, and uh, was over for the first month and a half just training before Christmas, and then went home and said no, I'm not coming back. Right. So and in fairness to him, like he's done, he's done well. Like it's been a great decision. Oh, for absolutely, him. he's had fun. He's four all Ireland. <laughs> so um, you can't begrudge him in any sense. But uh, so this Hawthorne went back to the drawing board and said, look, this is probably not the way to do it. We're gonna get younger lads and train them in and grad, it'd be, make it a, a more gradual process um, yeah. so it's not a big shock when they do come over <laughs> so um, yeah can't thank them enough for doing it that way because it's been well it's worked out well with you and with Connor, Connor Glass yeah, so, you know, like, um, um, so no, we'll keep going away and we're looking forward to the new season so then you make your senior debut as you said already in the MCG that's the Melbourne yeah. Cricket Grounds uh, holds what 100,000 people and you made it against the arch rivals Geelong, yeah, um, uh, or Geelong. Sorry, not Geelong. Geelong. Yeah. Geelong. Geelong. Keep, it's it's like people are trying to pronounce Cattill. Cattill. It's Cattill. Um, but uh, yeah, so you, you made it against uh, Geelong. Uh, Geelong. Geelong. <laughs> but two Irish players, Zach Tui and Mark O'Connor. Obviously playing yeah. for Geelong, and uh, what kind like that must have been a special day as well. Good it was. in your debut against your arch rivals and to have two lads that you're oh, friends yeah. with as well yeah. all, that's another thing all the Irish lads out there stick together yeah. even if they're playing for different teams yeah. and we're all lads. we just want everyone to be playing every weekend playing seniors every every weekend like Mark and Zach both sent texts into the group or whatever before that uh, oh, best luck Nash um, don't go too well because we need to win or whatever <laughs> um so it was brilliant, like you it was hilarious when the first one there. I think I might have went on Zach at the very start of Zach came on me because I was playing forties back and uh I think he might have came to me first or he was on me for the first centre bounce anyway. So it's gas, alright, but uh and then after the game we had a great chat, like we shook hands with every player and then the three of us came together and we had a great chat for a couple of minutes in the middle of the MCG. Which is, is brilliant to have the three of us there. And you, 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 on that day as well, not only did, me, did you make your debut, but you got your first mark and your first shot at goal. Yeah, uh, it was a class was, mark. Um, oh yeah, it was shot at goal though. No, no, no <laughs> it was uh, it was short. I needed the I needed your long range kicking boots, but uh, no, it um yeah, it was a good day. Look, I was just focused on doing the simple things that day, which is what they asked, which was just work hard, be a menace, try tackle as much as you can up forward, which would be unusual for, say, a taller forward than myself. Which you um, did. So I did, yeah, I had a good day of tackling. I think I actually got marked two or three times and he said it to me after, so why do you have to tackle me so many times? <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it was brilliant and, yeah, from there just kind of 
took each week as a as a game. And with every debut as well, um, of course, after every game, you've got the Hawks theme song. Yeah, you do. And for a for a debutant, after the their 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 match, you get to go into the circle. Yeah, the yeah. center of the circle and uh, sing. The Hawks team song. Do you want to sing the the Hawks team no, song? No, no, I, I don't think I will. I won't. I think people can look that up for themselves. But, you, uh, you should really look it up. It's, it's different. That's yeah, it is. Very, it's yeah, different. it's very strange for anybody yeah. over here in Ireland looking at it. But uh, it's a massive tradition over there that you sing the song when sing your club song when uh, whenever you win um, in the rooms. Which and you really clean. are a happy bunch at Hawthorne. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, which is the first line. Um, so no, yeah, you stand in the middle and. You traditionally get a, a Gatorade chair or a water and ju- juices or whatever cups of things thrown over you after it, but uh, I didn't for that reason. I think they just laid a new floor, which... Uh, no, they were afraid of you. No, well, They've seen the size of you. We can say that. We might say that. It sounds better. <laughs> yeah, it sounds much better, so it does. Um, then, obviously, uh, that was round 21, yeah. and uh, you get to, you, you get your debut, but you obviously made a, a huge impact, um, and you, you go out then again, and you start against St Kilda, and yeah. you get your first goal, that game was in the Docklands, um, I'm not sure, where's the Docklands? The Docklands in Melbourne, yeah, so it's literally just the Docks, which is right in the city centre, um, which is a... It's now called the Marvel Stadium. Um, used to be the Etihad, and it's a closed roof stadium, so it is. Okay. So it's pretty cool. It's a flat deck, hard deck, um, and a real good atmosphere. I think it holds about fifty thousand. So when it gets a good crowd in there, like it reverberates around, and um, I love it because it's just real fast, and there's it's not a slippery ball. Like it's always going to be dry because yeah. it's under the roof is always closed no matter yeah. what. Um, yeah, and I had a good game that day. Actually, a, a great game with, um, and got my first goal, which was. Um, Pretty special as well. Yeah, and uh, uh, your first, your first is not the one where you sidestepped him. Yeah, that was where yeah. I did a little jink and went around and just. And again, they were talking about that on uh, on on some of the, the the TV shows over there, and they were saying like, you know, well, they just couldn't understand. You just, yeah. just we we were all looking at it going, yeah, that was a simple sidestep. Yeah. 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 You just today, yeah. what you saw, it, David. What yeah, you? no, but I suppose that's the that's the Gaelic kind of coming in. Isn't it like you're bringing that into your game? You're you're taking a little sidestep on that. Like yeah. you wouldn't even think about doing yeah. that. We there's, were talking about that off air. Yeah, there's little things like that. The probably the the regular Aussie would take the mark. Like he's I was only actually probably five ten meters out. Um, pretty much straight in front. So they'd take the mark, walk back, and then just mm. put the set shot set shot through. Um, but I saw a man coming, and I'd done it. It was funny enough for like I'd always kind of done it in training, like. I'd done it I think two or three times in the couple of weeks leading up to it that someone coming flying at you like at an angle they're no more going to stop like yeah. so put a little jink on and then you've got the whole open open goal to just uh, dribble it in so um, that it was, was the easy one for me you can make sure yeah, yeah you made it look easy and it probably it, like, it, for, for, but for the, for, for the Australian football fans they were like going god like you know, it was just yeah. and, and we were all like oh, you can do that in the sleep yeah <laughs> And uh, I suppose the next game, I think, was Sydney. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and this was in the SEG. Yeah. And again, you had a really, really good game, this one. And uh, in fact, it was a really tight game. Yeah. And one of your tackles was, you know, key to use winning that game. And it was a, a massive, massive, ta- massive tackle that you put in. The player receives the ball. You came from the blind side, knocked the ball. You, you tackle him, knock the ball out of his hands, but you knocked it straight into one of your players' hands, and you just get a goal from that. And you end up winning by two or three points. In that yeah, game, it was only it? it was only a couple of points, but yeah. um, it was a massive game because 
Sydney are probably are on a par with Geelong as our, our tribal. So yeah. we were going up there to Sydney, up to their territory, and we had to win that game to come top four, to finish top four in the league. And if you come top four, you get two chances in the finals where five to eight, it's knockout from the very start. Mm-hmm. So um, it's massive to come top four. I mean, one that we were behind, I think, the whole game nearly um, until the last quarter. And uh, we only won by a, a few points, but... Um, yeah, it was brilliant for us to finish on a high in that season or on, in in the regular season. So, um, yeah, it was a brilliant game. And it was a hostile environment going up there, but it was something like like again these new experiences coming along. Is you? It was like going up to Matty's on a Sunday morning. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Something <laughs> up there. Paddy O'Brien. But again, you made your mark, and yeah. the Australian football shows, the Fox Footy Show, um, they were talking about you. And uh, you won the Bring Your Boots Award uh, for for that tackle, yeah. um, which you know, like to have to have all the TV shows talking about you, you know, never mind just about your debut, but about your skills and about what you were bringing to the game. It must yeah. be really, it must be really, uh, uh, you must be really proud of that as well. Yeah, you know? like you, well, you don't look for recognition, but like it, it's good when. Or you don't get hung up on it, like um, and no, but it means do, you're doing something right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's and you just say right, they're talking about it, they're saying good things, tick and move on. Um, but it's more the appreciation and the approval from your teammates. If they say to you after game, geez, I really liked your tackling, or I really liked your um, your marking, or your physicality, or things like that. Well, then that's all you can ask for. That you're bringing something. Um, that win meant that you were through to the finals. Yeah, anyway, so it well, did. But on the twenty third of August, you resigned. Yeah. So you your two years were nearly up. Yeah. And you resigned. You got a new deal, and it's a new two year deal. Now you were a rookie. Yeah. Just explain to us what happens now. Like you're 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 you go into the next phase of rookiness or something. Yeah. Rookiness. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad word. Um, so the first year I was on the same two years of start. First year was like a category B, which is internationals, really, or kind of special cases, as in an academy player or yeah international so mm-hmm. I spent a year on that and then we got another guy who needed to be put on in that spot and you can only have one there so I got moved on to the rookie aid and for the year just gone um, rookie aid list and then next year it'll be just like a normal rookie and then the second year of the two year deal which is 2020 will be the senior list um, and you can only you can only stay on that list for a certain oh, the, rookie, the rookie list I think you can only stay on it for three years at a time or, right. or three years all up I'm not quite sure um, but like it used to be a big thing in say a couple of years ago when the rule was that rookies couldn't play senior games they had to be elevated to the senior list to play a senior game but they changed that a number of years ago to that it's a level playing field you can select whoever you want no matter rookie or senior list mm-hmm. from the from the list of players so yeah no it was, it was great to get that done and I was never going to be going anywhere else I was just Hawthorne I've been with them since 15 so yeah and you and, and like you could have like that's the thing you could sign for you, you, oh, I wanted them yeah, if there was enough interest there yeah you could move away yeah your, I could your, say. your agent well your agent would have yeah. to because <laughs> <laughs> Connor's got an agent <laughs> your agent would have that. to negotiate that for you. we just think that's class yeah. um, have you got an agent David yeah I have one in court and you probably have one as well <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm too old for an agent. There was no agents in my time. But um, no, that's how all those things happen, and it can be a tricky time for some players if they don't know if they're getting another deal, 
yeah. or um, whether they're going to be traded to another team. All, all but and did you have any inclination of what was happening at that stage? Yeah, yeah, your manager's always happening, but mine was early. They'd been chatting like since June, I think they'd started. He was chatting, and we like it was always. I think like we knew it was always going to be good news. Um, so they, he was like, yeah, no, no worries. We're just, it's just a matter. It's just, just a matter of, of the yeah, negotiation. Trash negotiation, yeah. yeah. So trashing it out exactly. So, Brilliant. um, but yeah, you can get traded, but there's only there's a load of rules. Like the club would never say, right, you're off. They ring up, right, you're off to Sydney. Look, it's kind of like, well, look, there's this option here. We're looking for that player from, say, Sydney example. We're looking. We'll send you there that way. He'll come this way, that type of thing. So it's all very open between yourself the list manager the uh the main coach and and, the and, your, and your agent yeah <laughs> um but uh no yeah that's all and I, i'd say that to have to know that in june that must have that must have kind of helped you, you know, in, like mentally prepare for the rest of the year that you yeah. knew that that was it done. was it was practically done so yeah. you just didn't it was weighed off the shoulders exactly, exactly. yeah 100 percent. like you said i could then just say right that's done i've got another two years after this i'm going to focus on this i don't need to worry about that just perform yeah. just perform just get out in the pitch but um yeah it was it was fine like it was um that really was it was a big weight or whatever off the shoulders i didn't really think about it too much and then when he um, Peter, my agent, did say um, <laughs> did say that uh, did say that uh, oh look, I'm going to start negotiating whatever, and I said oh yeah, I probably should do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I didn't really think about it too much. Just try focus on the stuff on the stuff on the pitch. And obviously, you focus well because now we we're moving on and you just go to the finals and yeah, now disappointing finals for you. Yes. Um, I suppose yeah. you played uh, sorry you played Richmond in the first game and uh, lost 95-64 and then you played Melbourne in the second game and lost 104-71 Richmond had finished top of the table yeah. um, uh, clear uh, uh, clear of, of all their teams and you played them in the first game and, and the thing about your two games was that both of the games your first half your first two quarters you played really really good stuff yeah. But it's just simple errors cost you and your shooting let you down. Yeah. He's could, could have been ahead at half time. Yeah, we could have games. we could have been ahead in both those games and it was like you said, it was just simple errors and then it was kind of nearly like say eleven goal swing or eleven point swings. We go down, miss a simple one and they'd go straight back up uh, straight up back up the pitch and, and score goals. So yeah. look it was yeah, well, there were some killer blows, just some key moments that we really need to just grit our teeth and, and crack in and or 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 just settle over the shot and, and, and did you were you missing any players or no we weren't really no we, we had a pretty much a, a, I'm trying to think back now we had pretty much a full strength squad going into the finals um, I think we were missing Jager Mayer for the, the Melbourne one but um, we were pretty well set um, but our footy just didn't stack up in finals like we yeah we, we like footy's finals or um, finals footy is uh a bit different to the regular season. It's real hot and heavy. There's big crowds, lots of pressure. Um, there's that not much clear it, space. That like, was the next thing I was going to ask you about. You're playing in the MCG. Yeah. 91,000, yeah. nearly 92,000 at your first game, over 90,000 at your second game. You know, you've you've just made your your debut five or six weeks previous to this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then you're going out to play in front of 90 plus thousand people. What... What kind of an atmosphere is that, and and what is it like to play uh, in front of that size of a crowd? 
Yeah, it's um, it does hit you, and people say, "Oh, try block out the crowd and whatnot." But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not quite. It's kind of hard, you know. Um, so we like yeah, and they always say some of the boys have said to me that when you do run out now, you run out um, on the pitch, um, just take it in, just take a moment, just look around, see all the people, see that the pitch is the exact same as it was when you played say a couple of weeks before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just go about your business um, because then when you do start playing the crowd does kind of like yes you can hear them but they, you kind of just don't receive them it's like zone, a big yeah. kind of wall or whatever do you know what I mean yeah. and you just focus on the players on the pitch but then you can't hear any of the boys like it's so loud Yeah, it's all hand signals and stuff like that like you can't hear someone 10 metres away um, you can't even run over them oh yeah got that message and then come back to you. that position. has to be surreal for the likes of yourself yeah. coming from do you know, you would, exactly. you would have played in county finals and that, but like you're talking, what, four or five thousand to be yeah. thrown into this kind of cauldron. Four or five thousand noisy Northside blues. <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that is But um, no, it was nuts. It, well, it really was. Um, but then you just kind of grow into the game, uh, try to do one or two things right to start, mm. and then you just a bit of confidence. Um, your first game against Richmond, um, you sent me some pictures after that game. Oh yeah, um, God, yeah, I got a bang. Yeah. <laughs> you got a bit of a bang. Yeah, I got a, I tackle. I was tackling the lad, and uh, he jolted the head back and caught him. Was really, that what it was? Yeah. It was a head, was it? Oh, back of the head. Yeah, flushed me perfect on the lip there, upper lip. And uh, luckily, I had my gum shield in. If I didn't have my gum shield in, my um, my front teeth would be gone, yeah, they were all gone. But uh, and is it compulsory to wear a gum shield? No, 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 no. Some boys wouldn't. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's it's so easy to when you get used to it, just put it in and away you go because it's so physical at times. Yeah. But sometimes it isn't. You're just running away. But then when the bang the collisions do happen, they are big. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I said, oh, yeah, I looked at it. I said, Jesus, kind of sore, it's bleeding, whatever. And then after the game, it just you saw so, the picture like. Yeah. <laughs> Well up to something oh, huge, like yeah. it was massive. I'll show you the pictures afterwards. It was, uh, it's mad though to think that like GA technically is compulsory to wear a gum shield now. Yeah. Yet over there it's a kind of more dangerous game, so to speak, with the kind of tactic yeah. and the nature of it. And it's not. No. Yeah. I suppose I just leave it up to the lads, you know. Uh, if you want to lose some, f- or take the risk and lose some teeth, and away you go. Yeah. Um, You're talking about some rare, rare you know yeah, um, would you wear, like, when, when you came back here would you and you played the, the big GA obviously last year and the year before would you would you continue to wear the gum shield yeah I would I've always worn because uh, I've always I'd be just in the discipline with rugby yeah. that yeah. it's compulsory in that so yeah. I'd always wear it in that so then it didn't really you're accustomed to it didn't affect me when I was running you'd nearly feel naked as yeah, well exactly. feel without it, like, I, hated, I remember one day I forgot my gum shield and I just hated playing I couldn't get into the game at all because he's like, jeez, my gum shield is not there. Like, yeah, it'd be in your head, like, yeah. if I get a bang. And, yeah, yeah, and it probably would make, it, it would actually make a massive difference because I know lads have lost lots of teeth in, mm. in Gab, but um, no, I think it's just something that has to be done and it's kind of a bit of common sense. Well, the year, I suppose, ended on a disappointment uh, not getting to uh, the final of the finals, finals, finals games. Yeah. Because I don't know, I don't know how, <laughs> how they, how, how, like, he, he was saying they're the, the, the game finals, not final games. Yeah, Although it was a disappointment for Hawthorns, you weren't really expected to do as well as you did. Um, yeah. at the start of the year isn't that right yeah no because we, did, we didn't have a great season 2017 mm. um, I think we'd have missed the finals we came I know 10th or something 10th yeah, yeah. Um, so come back this year people are like oh Hawthorne you know, they're kind of in a rebuilding stage but 
we just, we must have done it on the fly because we got there, we came fourth in the regular season, and then yes, we played two finals and lost both of them, but it was well, it certainly was a step forward, but certainly not where we want to end up. Um, so. And for you, uh, on a personal note, yeah. it was an incredible year. It was a great yeah. year, no, and i got to look at it that way as well and take the positives from that side. Um, yes, the senior lads who've been there years and have been playing week, week in, week out can say, yes, disappointing year, didn't win a premiership. Um, but for younger lads, us starting off, we have to be positive with the, the little marginal wins we get along the way, so... Um, no, yeah, very happy and, and looking forward to next season. For for a twenty year old, yeah, you know, like yeah. You, you look for a twenty year old to look at what you've done, like Connor. It's it, it, like it is remarkable, and and, and I, I I hark back to twenty sixteen when you did your leaving cert, um, having got a, a contract, um, and to do so well in your leaving cert, we've discussed that before, like um, well over five hundred points in his leaving yeah, cert, yeah. you know, like um, to to have the. The wherewithal to, to look after all these different things uh, so well helped Simon send out to discuss your future with, with uh, Leinster Rugby when you didn't really need to at yeah. the same time. And then to go over and do what you've done the last two years yeah. and to get your debut this the, the, the summer just gone and to play so well and get to the finals. like it, it, You've done so much in yeah, such a well, short time. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was, yeah, there's a bit, all right. Um, but... I suppose you just kind of, it's not the end goal, like you want to keep going. Like yeah. Next year I played whatever, five games this year towards the end, I want to, I want to play as many as I can next year. Um, he just wants to keep improving himself, mm-hmm. that's the yeah. thing. Like, and that's, and the, the thing boys. about you, like, and I'm not just saying it because you're here sitting beside me like and chatting, but like, the modesty of the man is just unbelievable and you come back and you're the same kind of bloke, we can sit down here and talk to you, you're not a big shot, yeah, you know, exactly, even though there's yeah. many a lad that come back, come back yeah. you're a great role model to like, young kids growing up looking up to you and that and I think yeah, you're a credit to yourself and your, your family as well Just to speak about role model um, you've done a few little things when you were back while you were over in Australia you went to visit schools and to GA yeah. clubs and since you came back you've been to a few schools yeah. and uh, uh, and helped out with a few different things yeah no I did a few things uh, I was in Paul's there um, there the air travel for myself I'm an Ollie's man um, <laughs> so I'm getting into Ollie's next, next Monday um, to help out there. So That's St Paul's National School. St Paul's Scott National School. School. Yeah. So for the Northside Blues, it's yeah. uh, Paul's and Ollie's. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was in there. Um, I met up with a few people and given a few jerseys to a couple of different people. I was you with did a bit of training as well, didn't you? Uh, you did a bit of training with the with the underage. Yeah, I've done a bit of training with. Uh, I helped out with, with um, my sister Lauren with the girls team there. No, hang on. Were you training them to play Gaelic, or were you playing them training no, them to no, play no, AFL? No, no, no. I was, it was Gaelic. There's so enough of our players gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was Gaelic. Certainly Gaelic football. Um, they have a great team there. Great little team there. Yeah. Although I think they lost the final of the weekend, so maybe didn't train them too well. But, uh, <laughs> no, there's it was a few different things I got that just keeps myself busy as well. While I'm at home, so yeah, I was doing my own training. It's great. It's, uh, as as he said, unbelievable role model and great to have you. Um, so you finish off uh, with with the Hawks and you, and you decided it's it's off season and it's yeah. time for holidays. So you came home. Yeah. Okay. Um, you came home, but you brought a couple of lads with you as well, didn't you? Did. There was a few of the lads came over for a visit. Yeah, I brought Harry Morrison and James Cousins, who are two young lads. We got on very well. But same myself and Connor, like uh, they're the same draft year as us. Um, Where are they from? 
They're from Melbourne themselves, just okay. outside Melbourne, yeah, country Melbourne. And so, you decided to bring them on a tour of yeah. Europe, not even Ireland. Well, yeah, they did a tour of Europe, but I, um, we brought them over in their town because they'd never been outside Australia. They've been the, I think they've maybe been to Bali or whatever, which is part of like a territory of Australia, yeah. I think. Um, don't quote me on that, but <laughs> they hadn't really left Australian waters or whatnot. So to come to Europe was huge for them. They followed us maybe three or four days later. Came to me and I met them in Dublin, into Navan for a night from us. Then we went to Dublin for a night. We were in the palace. We were in the palace, but we were in Coppers. Um, Fantastic. So Did you meet David Brisbane in Coppers? I didn't know. I didn't know. I think he's a gold card. He does have a gold card. He's a resident up there, so he is. So then he has been, he's had residency up there, so he is. But we went up to. Then up to Belfast for Connor's 20 Glasses 21st. You visited uh, Giant's Causeway? We did Giant's Causeway, Port Rush, Port Stewart, a lovely place up there. Yeah. Then all the way down to Galway for two nights, Cliffs Amore, La Hinch, and then back to Dublin for another night. And then they went off to, they did, uh, I think, Amsterdam, and Prague. Were you not supposed I to was, go to a couple meant, of these? I was meant to go, but <laughs> I kind of got caught up and then... Um, Oh, Granny wasn't well, so I said I'd, okay. I'd hang around, I'd hang around, um, and just spend the time with her when I can. But I was just, I was flat out. I needed a break. Like they were going, like when they're finished the two or three weeks, they're going home. Yeah. Whereas I'm only home for. The You've seen weeks. all these things before, right? Yeah. Most of them, we've seen a lot of them, but and as, as you're saying, you, you you could go mad for those three or four weeks, but then you have to go back to Australia. And then go back to Australia. Know, so so I kind of want to, I want to spend the time here at home and. See people and whatnot. And while uh, these holidays were going on, all of a sudden, then uh, your coach Alistair Clarkson and the football operations and strategy manager Rob McCartney, yeah. they arrive over to uh, the UK. They were in London, was it? Yeah, they're great mates with our Clarko's great mates with um, Gareth Southgate, the England manager, and they were doing a tour there of facilities. Um, I think City, United, Liverpool, Arsenal. St. George, I think it's St. George's, is it? The yeah. academy place. And then they actually went to come over there and said, well, look, we're this far along. Might as well see where the Connors are from in uh, in Ireland. So came to Navin for a day. Saw them around Navin, showed them Simonstown, Jim Lane, all the boys, Jim McCabe, Colin O'Rourke. Um, I should have got yourself out, Mickey, but I think you're working. But, um, went up there, then went up to St. Pat's School, showed them around there, and then just around the town a bit and... Just what, I suppose, they're trying to figure out where we're from and what it means, like our local football club. They visited Derry as well, where Conor yeah. Glasner went to Glen GAC. Well, they did, yeah. And then <coughs> they were up in Derry for, or in Belfast for the Menace for um, a night out in the town in Belfast for Conor's 21st, which was great. Like, it's great to have a relationship like that with your... It just shows, coach. for me, that just shows what these two guys, as in the, the, the coach... Yeah. Uh, Alistair Clarkson and the strategy manager of football operations and strategy manager Rob McCartney think of the two boys yeah, David yeah, like, you absolutely know? yeah um, and, and like you said before like when you kind of when you went and played for Simonstown it was it was a quiet word another man could have he could have took the head of you if he yeah. wanted you know but he didn't he had a quiet word and that he was did. fine yeah. you know, that respect is clearly there it is future. yeah well it is yeah and it's just the conversation flows both ways really yeah. You know, like we're actually we're we get on well with each other. Everyone gets on well with each other, and if you want to have a good relationship, you need to go over to him and engage with him and whatnot. Because he's got whatever forty odd players. It's hard for him to give a bit of time to everyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you make it a mission, yours right. I'm going to go up to him and chat about this or that, and I oh, give it time of day and whatnot. So 
Um, yeah, he, he had a great time. Although he got the worst of the weather, like the two boys that came over, um, two young lads, they got brilliant weather. It was actually lovely weather. Mm. Like it was cold, but for them it was cold, but but it was dry. It was dry. For yeah. us, it was like teacher weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, whereas Clarko came, and I think for the two days he was here, pissed rain the whole time. So he got the classic Ireland look. Which, uh, just, he got the authentic Ireland yeah, type. Yeah, doesn't help us when we go back now. He'll be giving us stick, but. Uh, but I suppose as well, we were talking about this off air as well. It, what you did last year coming back and playing for Simonstown, they couldn't understand that. Mm. But having come over, that was one of the things that they wanted to do as well when they came over was to try and understand why or what this whole GA thing mm. is and why people are so, you know, caught up in it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and how it's so community based because a lot of people don't understand that unless you're from Ireland you really don't understand it so that was one of the things that he wanted to try and figure yeah. out as well yeah they did they, they wanted to know um, I suppose what where we come from where we grew up um, like they'd seen met our families and all that but uh, to actually come over and just see see the Gaelic football club how it's run and chat to the to say the older the older crowd there or whatnot like likes of Jim McKay who's who chewed the ear off you or whatever about everything which was brilliant what they wanted yeah. they got the whole run then of uh, Simes and Gales and where it come from and whatnot. Um, and I suppose what it does as well for them is that if they are signing any new players from Ireland yeah, you know that they have a little bit more of an understanding mm. of what the way of life is here yeah. and why people yeah, it's a learning curve as much yeah. for them as for it them, is for you. Yeah. When exactly, you're going over, you yeah. hit the nail on the head there. It is an learning curve, uh, or an learning curve, a learning, <laughs> a learning curve, um, for them as well. So, um, yeah, it is a massive learning curve for all of us in the process. Before we go on to talk about your pre-season that's coming yeah. up and whatever, I forgot to mention as well um, your debut on TV. Um, oh. your dancing skills oh yeah, uh, yeah. Ty Canelli um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Sheeran Ty Canelli Connor Glass and Connor Nash obviously dancing to Ed Sheeran was it yeah or it was dancing oh we got it the footy the show the NFL footy show the footy show which is <laughs> a big show it's pretty much like the Sunday game it's a massive big show on every week Thursday but it's night. held in somewhere like the bloody three arena or something like yeah that, well it? it was this was for the this was the end of season the last show of the season okay Um, and it's called the players review so they have a load of players on chatting about stuff and then they do a big dance players dance at the end where there's I'd say there was maybe 15 players involved Um, and doing different snippets just little it was only like I think a minute ours was a minute 20 or something like that and what, yeah, it was Ed Sheeran, it was Galway Girl, but like Ed Sheeran isn't even Irish. Like, so. um, it was Galway Girl. We all Somebody dressed. said as well when, when it was tweeted, why have they got the Italian flag on the stage? It looked, it looked, when you were looking down, it was obviously the picture that was taken. Yeah. It looked like it was uh, green, white, and, and red instead yeah. of green, white, orange. But, uh, but um, no, I was good crack. Like, um, Ty, Ty's a great lad as well, we get on very well with him. So the three of us, um, yeah, did the dance, and then we had a, a good night afterwards. Yeah, it seemed like it was uh, like a it was crack more. Just, it was just a bit, of, yeah, it was just a bit of crack. Um, nothing too serious. We had professional dancers who were with us every step of the way, so they were kind of talking to us as we were trying to mind the words. Although we didn't get it that, that well. Oh, you were singing as well, please. Well, we know we had to. It was lip sync, so it was. Yeah. We had no mics, thank God. Jeez, that would be shocking. <laughs> but um, yeah, we were we were miming the whole thing, and um, yeah, the dancers then were kind of chatting to us around. 
four, five, six, seven, eight turns, spin, up, down, all this type of stuff. So, so that was that was actually rehearsed. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, we did, we did. That's the thing. It was a big, it was a big show. We had to rehearse. Um, I think we did an hour beforehand. Although we, but if that was if that was rehearsed, I'd stick to the AFL. Yeah, <laughs> you were probably more nervous going out to do that than you were playing in front of ninety thousand people. Exactly. I know. Doing, like yeah. it was, it was nervous. Although we'd had a few points in us, ah. too bad. But. Um, no, it, it, I've it seen wasn't. him dancing after a few points. He can dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was drunk as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we're, you're nearly at the end of your your summer holidays now, yeah, or your winter holidays, or whatever way it works yeah. with, uh, with Australia. Um, so you'll be going back next Wednesday, is it? Yeah, next Wednesday, head away. And uh, pre-season, pre-season, yeah, we're going to. Well, all the young lads and new recruits are going to um, Papua New Guinea to do this trek, the Kokoda trek, it's called, where the Aussies fought the Japs in World War Two, and I think it's a 96-kilometre trek. It'll be over, I think, four or five days. We'll be there eight days all up, but it's meant to be pretty, pretty... Um, intense. Pretty intense, but it's just kind of a bonding trip. And then for Aussies, it's very... It's a, a very special thing to do because it's where a lot of Australians, say, young Australians would have went and a lot of them didn't come home and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they kept the Japs out of Australia. Um, they won the battle. So um, that's a, a big thing. We'll do that for eight days. Then we'll come back to Melbourne a week and a half training. The older boys will meet up with us again. And then um, we go off to Queensland up north to do a hot weather camp um, by the beach. So that'll be pretty intense, and then I'm back here for Christmas. So it's a short stint, but um, it's a it's a it's a tough stint. Like it's a, yeah, it's yeah, get it's back, you know, moving around. Yeah, a lot of air miles. So um, yeah, trying to take the break as much as I can here. We saw the pictures that you posted last year uh, in New Zealand. So yeah. uh, although it's intense, it looks like yeah. you know uh, the chance of a lifetime at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's brilliant you know, stuff. Like visit these places. Yeah, like I don't know. When else would I go to Papua New Guinea? Like, um, so it wasn't on your bucket list, no. No, it wasn't to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, it's brilliant. Like we do get time. Like we can't train every hour of every day, so yeah. we get time to um, just have a bit of a chill and and um, and just uh, have a bit of crack doing different things or whatever's um, whatever's around the area. We'll, we'll get out and do it. So we go crack, Dave. You mentioned uh, Ty Canelli, obviously doing the doing the dance with him and the, the song, whatever. Was he a huge influence on your career early on when you went over? Like, because he's he's obviously played and he's made yeah. it and he was um, GA too. It's kind of it was a bit different in my case because I was Ty at the time was over the AFL recruiting for mm. Europe or Ireland. He was over doing the draft and who was coming next and whatnot, and he ran the com combine here. But with Hawthorne, they did it separately. <clears throat> separately to that and um, we just went our path and did their own training they flew us over did a few weeks and whatnot, which is a bit different yeah. um, but then when once then <coughs> towards the start I would have I would have ranked high a couple of times when uh, I was going along that process or when I did get the contract was that the right one um, I had it the same perks that um, he would know of um, that the other young lads would be getting so it was things like that that I did bounce off him, which was fantastic and then from the day we got over then he um, he's part of our group chat and he's uh, yeah. and, and he, he's always there at the other end of the phone he's up in Sydney he's now an assistant coach with Sydney so he's moved on from the recruiting um, so he can he can chat a lot more and whatnot. Um, 
but he's a, he's a great resource to have. Like he's he's been there, done that, and he's done it exceptionally well. So, yeah. um, just yeah. as you mentioned the recruiting, um, <clears throat> I suppose it's it's come up a lot lately. And uh, I have a feeling that maybe it's because of him and Conor Glass um, what's happened in recent times. But um, the success probably of yourself and Conor Glass um, with Hawthorns has probably pushed maybe the AFL uh, to maybe come over and, and, and source a few more um, uh, uh, of, our, our, of our heroes. Get the dubs. And take the dubs. <laughs> yeah, take the dubs. <laughs> but um, in, recent, uh, in recent weeks, anyway, it's been discussed, it's been all over the, the, the media um, that it's the highest recruitment in the history of the AFL. They've yeah. taken seven this year yeah. players from, 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 from Ireland, two of them coming from Derry. You know, Conor Glass, without a shadow of a doubt, was the best footballer I've ever seen coming out of Derry. He was incredible. Like what mm. I watched him at underage football, and he was incredible. They're after losing two more mm. uh, fantastic footballers. How good would Derry be if they ha- if they kept the trio? Yeah. But, but there is there is a little bit of kind of aggro about it, I suppose, in the media at the moment. And what what are your thoughts on that now, Connor? Having like again, you're a huge loss. We all know that, yeah. and, we, and we'd have no problem saying it to you that you're a massive loss to Mead football. Yeah. Um, you know, without a shadow of a doubt the best player of your age group, age bracket, and maybe even if you extend that five or six years as well, from 26 years of age down, definitely the best prospect that Mead ever had. Sure. Um, so what way, are, I suppose, do you think of that or what way are the lads looking at that? Um, yeah, it's, it is certainly a hot topic of conversation. Um, I know you're saying off air there was the idea of compensation is being Yeah, that's another thing, yeah. That they might, that the AFL could... Um, that clubs could compensate guy clubs over here. Um, which something I think similar to the soccer. Uh, something where, yeah, similar. Yeah. Yeah. Where a soccer club that trains a, a player right up until he's 16 or whatever and then they lose him to a club in England that they always get some sort of a fee back yeah. and whatever. And, and I suppose the, the reason for why the GA are thinking of that is that the resources that are put into clubs to train up players like yourself till, till they're 18 and then the, Auss- the Aussies can come in and just uh, mm-hmm. walla walla bing bang you know? yeah <laughs> um, no they're I don't know like it, it certainly it would be brilliant yeah, if they could um, in some sort of way maybe a fee of some of, of some sort but yeah. then again I suppose like you look at my situation where I was football and I was running the whole way up yeah, yeah. Exactly. so then do you compensate both of them yeah. do you compensate one more than the other because there's no doubt about it that your rugby uh, skills carry through to GA and carry through and vice versa to, to, yeah, to the exactly. Aussie yeah, so, I mean? so that's the other question like if he does play two or three sports he would compensate everybody just, um, just give the Irish government money yeah. <laughs> well you yeah, lose it certainly yeah. <laughs> JP McMahon is there just and let them yeah. distribute whatever but, they want. Um, yeah I, I certainly think there is a, a, call, a case there for some sort of compensation for the Certainly it has to be the club. I wouldn't think it'd be the county board or no. something like that. Yeah. Um, I yeah. certainly think it'd be, the, if it was the club, yes, I'd be all for that. Whether if it was the county board as such, probably not. I'd love to see it go back right to the roots. Um, because, yeah, they, um, we all, all know, everybody knows that clubs could do it. bit of spare cash now and then. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's an amateur organisation. So that's probably where the... That's probably where the conflict of interest is. Is that there an amateur is. amateur ethos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There again, there you go again. And, That's and a big question. Yeah, I know we were talking about it again off air briefly. Zach Tui had an article out. I know you didn't get a chance to read it yet, but basically he was saying that players like yourself or himself or whoever else, 
Irish is going over there when they're on their off season and their their club is still probably going well in the championship. He'd love to see the likes of yourself and himself getting to play with his club. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be something that you'd probably be open to. Yeah, I would be open to. Um, it's 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 a tough one, like because. Because we are contracted and what it is in the contract, whatever that you can't. Well, you're a professional athlete. Exactly. You know, so, and so, so then, if, if you got that's the decision. You couldn't, yeah, and then you couldn't insure your wages against that. You know, like so if yeah, something happens to him and he gets his leg broken and, and who he's covers gone, that? But I'm yeah. sure you've seen Sean O'Brien there a couple of years ago. Do you remember talking out for? Tull- uh, Tullo, yeah, Tullo, Tullo, the junior yeah, B and yeah. the size of him in the jersey yeah. and that, like, so obviously there is sort of loopholes in that there. But yeah, if you could, off you could work it into you. That's another case. I could look at it with the agent. Is uh, <laughs> could um, try work it into the con- next contract. But um, no, it certainly would. I I'd love to say yes, and as he's saying, like, because I think where he's coming from is the situation with Mark O'Connor the last couple of weeks. Yeah, played. I think he played a game with Dingle there. Um, and the Kerry Championship and they found out and they shut him down straight away look they actually made him apologise I think he had to send an email to I think it was all the players it was, he had to send an email back to the club whether it was the players or all it was a bit messy alright but and then there's um, the guy in Loud now I think he had come home oh Kieran, yeah yeah, yeah Kieran Byrne broke his ankle yeah Kieran. although Kieran now he, he was out of contract was he no he had retired Okay. So a year left and he retires and no one finished, don't want to come so home. He was free to do so it. he was free to do it and he's just he's been so unfortunate with injuries. I went up to see him there a couple, uh, two weeks ago with Conor McKenna and uh, I used to keep him well but look, he, yeah, he did a right job on his ankle and the club went on to win that intermediate and they're, I still I think they're still going in the intermediate championship. In Leinster, yeah. Long with anyway. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. Playing, playing court with this weekend for Irish. Yeah, yeah so. so they're still going. Um, but yeah, it would be. Look, I wouldn't say no if, if there was a, uh, <laughs> an agreement there. Um, but yeah, they, it'd be very. You could see it would. Yeah. I couldn't see it. I can't see it getting on because the Aussies and well, not the Aussies, but your clubs like it'd be it's very hard for them to say okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can go play. I'm sure. Like, let's take our chances. Fingers crossed. You don't get injured. Yeah. yeah. So. And and just when you mentioned the Aussies, actually, something that came into my head. The Aussies are notorious for their sledging in, in cricket. Yeah. It's well documented and that would England have to, they have their spots. But is that something you've encountered over there in games? Is it is it a part of the game? Oh yeah. Did you hear all sorts? Massive part, like no more well, probably a bit more than it is here. Um, like if stuff is said here, sometimes it doesn't get washed over and there's kind of a scrap or whatnot. Yeah. Over there, like stuff is said and it's kind of just back and forth banter or whatever. What I'm going to pick on the Irish lad. Yeah, yeah it's like they kind of Glassy get more than me because he's obviously the typical Irish. <laughs> red, hair. red hair, no, no, no. Yeah. Here's the so, leprechaun. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that type of things might be, oh, go back to your own game and oh, that's a different shape ball or different things. like that. The best one ever was um, Kieran Sheehan. We were playing him, we were playing with Carlton and I was lined up for a set shot and he was on the mark and he was going on with me, man, having been able to kick a ball since the 80s or whatever, 90s. So... Um, <laughs> That type of thing. And like where's he from again? He's, yeah, exactly. So he's a court man. Yeah. But, um, no, so it is, yeah, but it's part and parcel because it's like anywhere. I think it's the same over here. Once you come off the pitch, I once you find the whistle is blown, you're best mates. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. have to. It's part and parcel. Yeah. yeah, so. Well, the, the blackout was brought in to try and stop some of that sledging, so it was here as well, but uh, <laughs> it hasn't done its uh, job, I suppose. Um, uh, uh, before we finish up, Connor, um, yeah. 
what are your goals, I suppose, for the year ahead? Because if we look back at the podcast from last year, I think you achieved your goals. Um, yeah. with uh, you wanted to stay. If I remember correctly, you wanted to stay relatively injury free. You yeah. did that, and you wanted to make your debut for the seniors. You did that with a plum. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, yeah, You so, went above and beyond. So yeah, next year I suppose is again another good preseason. Right, and belt. Preseason under the belt. Um, <laughs> and then um. Yeah, just play as many games as I could. Uh, look, if I could obviously play more than five, which I played it this year. Yeah. Um, you played the last five. Yeah. Better off playing the last five than the first five. Yeah, well, know. exactly. So, um, but uh, the main goal really would be in there for round one, try to get in there. Mm. That's the main one is train the, try to train the house down for the preseason and then just be, just keep giving them reasons to put you in there. Well, um, look, he's doing everything. Giving them no reasons yeah. for to, to take, take out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you got to look like if you can. What they try to say is kind of your last, the last game of the season for the club. If you're if you played in that, that you don't want to get dropped for next week, mm-hmm. which is round one. Yeah. So try to bring that as close as possible. So well, look, I'm just getting ready now. I don't want to be dropped. I'm in the team. I don't want to be dropped. So like, there's going to be challenges, and there's we got we. I think we. Turned over ten players this year. Whether we traded a few, we got in a couple. Um, we have new draftees, and we got rid of, we delisted a few. Any retirements? Uh, we didn't have any retirements. No, not this year. No, um, they're still rolling on. We've got Sean Burgoyne, which I think he's one of the oldest to ever play in the AFL. He's going at. Be thirty six next year, I think. Oh, okay. there's hope for you, yeah. Make it yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was just wondering, you know. Yeah. Like, so I was. It's not a bad to you. Uh, I come speak to you, longevity. Um, but uh, no, so that's the main one, really. Is very one to Good. be in from there. So, David. Yeah, no, jeez, you caught me on the hop there. No, I, I just like to wish you well. Um, pleasure sitting down with you. Yeah, you know, no really gent of a man, but um, enjoyed the chat and, and and all the best. Yeah, yeah. I suppose before we finish the the final question, and it's probably the the most important question for most of our listeners. Well, for the female bunch of our listeners, and probably for a lot of the male listeners as well. There, uh, what's the story? Have you got yourself a partner, a woman yet, no, or no. Uh, have you have you got a significant daughter? No, I don't. I don't. Um, no, I, I'm uh, staying away on for the next little while. A few um, more nights in coppers, maybe. Well, it'll be, and it's just easier, I think. Um, so, oh, I stay away. Um, mom, mom has said, oh, try to keep it Irish if you can, but. Um, <laughs> We'll see what happens anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, so basically, you're you're going back next Wednesday. So yeah. if for anybody who's listening in, you have until next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to thank Connor for coming in. Um, that's you know he's he's a great mate. Um, we'd be in contact with him all year. And as I've said before, you know he's and you alluded to it already. He is just a role model for for every kid in need um and he's just a pure gentleman and he's so focused and driven um that you know a lot of people could take a a leaf out of his book and we want to wish you the best of luck in the year to come and hopefully this time next year we'll be sitting down doing another one of these interviews and who knows you might even have the premiership trophy with you exactly that would be something special thanks very much lad thanks for having me thanks cheers